The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here, joined by the crew. We got LJ oh, no. Pops, Uncle Tony. What's going on, y'all? Another day. <laughs> I have a little extra pep in my, my, I guess I was going to say step, but I guess this would be voice. But Tony, you are telling me before we hit record that the JPP parlay hit, but with an asterisk? Like what? What do we got? Like the Barry Bonds of sports betting. <laughs> so here's what happened. So we had um, Detroit minus four, Rams minus three and a half, Tampa Bay minus five and a half, Indy minus one and a half, and Chargers minus five and a half. Uh, and so I didn't bet it until Sunday morning, and the Rams line moved to minus three. So uh-huh. with the Rams minus three, we covered Detroit covered the uh we we broke even i said we covered said, chargers because just like i thought Rams on the chargers said, tampa bay moved to minus i'm sorry tampa bay moved to minus three so you had yeah. we had detroit minus four rams minus three and a half tampa bay minus three indy minus one and then chargers minus five and a half so tampa bay ended up winning by three it's a push so we became a four-game parlay and since uh the the chargers shut out the Toothless, armless, footless, whatever they are, the England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, Tony, just like the I Unix, thought when I when, Unix, I, when I picked, when I picked <laughs> Chargers minus five and a half, I I really my prediction was that they would cover minus five yeah. and a half by scoring. I'm sure you had six points. Your parlay was <laughs> six total five points. and a half of the over, and that did not work. But um, <laughs> but with that, uh, JPP cashed a four game parlay. If you waited to bet it, boom, uh, Sunday. Which is, Boom. I think, was a thirteen honestly, point eight to one. It paid off quite nicely. That we like to see that. Yeah. See, they're not all going to win, but if we win every now and then, it you're in you're in the positive. You know, you got green. You're not seeing red. So back there to we even, go. baby. It just takes one. <laughs> um. So looking at this weekend slash weeks previous games, the one I think we'll start out with. And it, it really feels like when healthy, there is the San Francisco 49ers and then everyone else does look below them. I mean, LJ, I see you nodding. I mean, did you watch some of that? I didn't get to watch much of it, but I got to, I had it on the other screen while I was doing some other stuff, um, including watching that gray Broncos game, right? Um, Oof. But uh, uh, no need to apologize to Vance Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll hold off still. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I saw a stat today where something like uh, when they've got Christian McCaffrey, 
uh, Debo Samuel and uh, 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 Purdy all finishing the game. They're like 16 and 0 and they're outscoring their opponents like 520 to 220 or something like that. Like it is insane in those, how good they are. In those same three. games when they've played teams with I, I think it was Cowboys, Eagles, three like three really good teams, they're beating them by a combined 100 points. So yeah, I mean it's it's unprecedented what they're doing when fully healthy. Yeah. And I it pops if you watch that game, the first quarter, we had a really close ball game and then the second quarter started mm. and the 49ers scored a touchdown, not just scored, scored a touchdown on six straight possessions. Mm. And your boy Debo Samuel was showing oh, out, Pops. Debo Samuel's amazing. <laughs> He's a good player. Wow. He is a really good player. He is a really good football player. And so then also, Tony, after that game, we're seeing the MVP race is showing to be, depending on where you look, there's two people tied for the front runner, and it is Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. We'll talk about the Cowboys a little later on, but with Purdy, do you have any issue with him being the MVP front runner? Yes. <laughs> because you don't feel like he's really like he's is, just getting the ball. Is he the most valuable person in the league? Is he even the most valuable player on the 49ers? That's, no. that's the question. I think it's Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player on the 49ers because – you can't do that with Debo if Christian McCaffrey is not able to run the football. And you can't do that uh, with Ayuk if you don't get McCaffrey out on the edges. I, I just see he's so versatile in this offense. And I know that it's probably sacrilegious. He's not going to probably have the gaudy statistics. Some others, although his touchdown numbers are pretty good. Um, pretty good. I just, you know, his yardage, as we talked to him, he, a thousand, thousand, and I tell you, yeah, he's definitely, but he's not going to make that. Doesn't look like, uh, so, um, I, I, I still say he's not the most, Purdy's not the most valuable, uh, player on the 49ers, but certainly if you can't have Christian McCaffrey for the NFL, you could probably say Brock Purdy. <clears throat> Pops, did you feel – so did you leave that game going, okay, the Eagles may have been a little fraudulent at the top of the NFC or that's just how good the 49ers are and like the Eagles and Cowboys are a different level than what the 49ers are? Or also you could look at it as a little bit of a scheduling loss. The Eagles coming off a grueling two week, a tough two weeks on a short week where they played overtime and the 49ers coming off 10 days rest because they played on Thanksgiving. I mean, what did you think – like by that outcome. I, the, I thought San Francisco was that good. I thought that's what it told me. San Francisco is that good. But now if San Francisco faces Philly in the finals, I'm tuning in, you know, in, in the NFC right. finals. I am tuning into that game and it could go either way. But San Francisco looks, it, it, it looks to me like it's San Francisco and everybody else in the whole NFL. Yeah. But they really look that Yeah. Good. Who in the AFC is on that level? I don't think there is a team. Well, and even I'm, I agree Partly with Tony, whereas like, I don't think Purdy's you. You can't just throw him on any other roster and he's doing this necessarily. Like he's he's the great talent around him is what does this, but it does feel like him and Kyle Shanahan see the game exactly the same way, and he runs what Kyle Shanahan needs him to do. I don't. We, Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a Patrick Mahomes necessarily if he can get the skill players out there. So with Purdy healthy, I don't see anyone in the NFC. I mean. Maybe Dallas or Philly can beat him if they can score with him, but it just even their defense is insane. And I think it was Ryan Clark who said this on Monday night with Scott Van Pelt. He said, "What was his quote? He called him the smartest, most intellectual, 
ignorant physical beast or something. Like he was like, they want to hit you like they have no brain, but they're also smarter than you at every turn. Like it's just, it's hard to beat a team like that. Now, Pops, we do need to address Big Dom on the sideline. Dom DeSandro, I think was his name for the Eagles. He gets into a little scuffle with former Razorback Dre Greenlaw. Both are ejected. Pops, I feel like you might have some thoughts on that altercation. On well, side. yes, and, and I, I sent you guys, I thought, a very great perspective on it. And, and the simple fact is you can't do that. If you're the security guy, you can't touch a football player on the field. You, a, a fan can't touch a football player on the field. And the football player can't touch an innocent bystander. They both, I think, understand why they did what they did. I don't think they did it with ridiculously bad intentions, but the NFL's got to put a stop to that now. And, and probably needs to make an example out of two pretty decent guys just saying, you can't touch each other. You know? Well, I thought the only that. issue Big Dom had was if you're going to do that, go do it to the quarterback. Don't do it to the linebacker. You got to do it to someone important. <laughs> yeah. Like bump Trent Williams or Brock Purdy <laughs> or Debo. Like Debo's the one ripping you a new one. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think Pops, you got it. They do have to make a big statement on it just because honestly, now I'm not saying I don't think the Eagles did this. Like I think it was just a reaction. It was but a reaction. In the if, it, if it can get a player kicked off, who's to say like why wouldn't the Dallas Cowboys try to push someone on this? Like get some strength coach to push, you know, their best player. If it, it, so they got to make a pretty big statement. And be like y'all better not. This better not happen again. Or it's not like there's no competitive reason for it. And I do truly think it was a Dom. This Dom character. He's been with the organization forever. He's like their security guy. Something probably was said, and he did what he shouldn't have done. And then Dre Greenlaw, I think the article you sent, uh, Sports Illustrated, articulated it where they were like, Dre Greenlaw spent 60 minutes literally running into human beings and battering, basically being a big battering ram. How he can't, it's hard to turn it off for that one second when someone puts their hand in your face. So I, I don't think either one of them were bad people, were, but they just screwed up in this moment. And the NFL is probably going to be like, yeah, we got to make sure this doesn't happen. But then, so if you, if you like really come down on them hard, let's say you suspend both of them for another game or something, right? Like maybe that's, is that what coming down hard on them is? I, I think you find I Greenlaw. I think it's probably fine. And I think you find Greenlaw and you might put, uh, what's the, this, this, DeSandrio? Dom DeSandrio. He might miss a game. But I mean, I don't think you can make Greenlaw miss a game. That, yeah, but if I'm sitting here, thing. okay, so if I'm sitting here and I am the Broncos, then I'm, I'm listening to Kevin saying, yeah, let's have a strength coach over there to see if we can take Josh Allen out of I the think game. It's let's a- see if we can take somebody big out of a game because what, you can't come to next week? Okay, that's fine. You're a strength coach. Well, I don't think you see often player, I, it's not like we see this with players often where we have an issue, like there's a problem in the NFL with players kind of bumping in with guys on the sideline. So I think Unfortunately, it's probably Dom who the Dom guy who gets the biggest punishment. And it's probably not to an NFL player. It's probably not a crazy fine, but to someone who's not making the the millions that a Drake Greenlaw is, I think it's enough to where if, if I'm an assistant, I'm like I'm not I'm not sacrificing three checks. Yeah, but to, you don't think like the Eagles will take care of Dom's checks? Well, I was going to ask that. Can they do that? I was about to say they start a go, if they start a GoFundMe right now for Dom, the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, well, that's the other thing too, right? Yeah, light up a GoFundMe for them because yeah. they're. I guarantee you, next game Dallas Sunday Night Football, Dallas first Philly, they're going to have some free Dom shirts oh, around yeah. that 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 that. Well, like I guarantee it. The Broncos, if they have a guy take Patrick Mahomes out of a football game, Travis Kelsey out of a football game, guarantee you that the city of Denver will make sure that that man doesn't hurt financially. They'll take care yeah. of. They'll take care of whoever Denver's Dom yeah. is. You know. Yeah. So like, I would be, I'd be very careful about how you respond to this because 
you could end up making this like a strategy, like an actual strategy that teams might try to use. And you can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So they got to, they, that just cannot become a part yeah, of Yeah, I just that. think it's really tough to figure out what the actual punishment ought to be to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, I think that's a tough one. Have the, I mean, I think enough of the, the sideline people actually respect the hell out of the yeah. game that it probably won't happen as well. But like you still, you got to be very careful about how you punish this, I think. Have the, have the fines come out yet? Okay. So here's what I would say. Uh, the way you handle that is Dom may be suspended or can't be on the sidelines for a game or two games, right? But you find the Eagles a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's interesting. So just like when you storm the court, you get, the school gets fined a hundred thousand. You storm it again, you get two hundred. Storm it again, four hundred. So yeah, that's a good so idea. I suspect the Eagles are going to get fined significantly for that. I think Greenlaw will get fined and and the players will probably pay for his fine and the the 49ers players. Uh but he I don't think he'll be suspended, but the 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 Eagles are going to You know what you could fine. do? Yeah, that makes sense. I, what's what's worse than a fine cuz Eagles got plenty of money. You take away a draft pick or something. Well, you you could go make that it way. My yeah. organization never touches. Yeah, you never do that anybody. again. Yeah. Yeah, you do it a second time because then you're yeah. not even hurting Dom, but you're hurting the organization. Yeah, and the organization goes, yeah big fine, big fine first yeah. time, draft pick second time. That's yeah. that's yeah. one. Maybe you know you set a precedent right now. You say like big fine, but next time we see this happen, regardless of the context, yeah, yeah. nobody else gets a first warning. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, this was the first warning it. for the entire league. Yeah. Can, can I say something about Brock Purdy before we get off? Of course, no. yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Brock Purdy is is that he doesn't have an ego yet. Yeah. Um, he knows what he is and he knows what he is not. And I think as an athlete, as, as a person, knowing what you are and what you are not and accepting that is makes you successful. So self-awareness is huge, yeah. S- self-awareness. And I, I think that Brock Purdy knows he's in a situation where if he'll listen to Shannon and and just get the ball to the right guy. I mean, he's making himself a career. I think he's making himself a nice career. He's falling into the right place, and it's just not ego. He knows who he is, and he knows who he isn't, and he is directing that offense really well. Agreed. Agreed. So, Eagles fans may be a little – oh, go ahead, Tony. What you have? So, I wanted to wait because I I figured everybody was – and I agree it was a great game, and 49ers did, did great, but I'm not as much on the 49ers bandwagon here after this game. Oh, as I was. No, I, because you've actually fallen off the bandwagon a little I bit over this game. I don't know if I'm really on it. I'm still, I'm still, if the Eagles, Boy, LJ, that is the extreme zigging when everyone's saying, yeah, if the Eagles, if the Eagles and the 49ers play again, I still think the Eagles have just as much of an opportunity to beat them as they did coming into this game. And here's why. I don't okay. disagree with that. And, I don't disagree so with that. We talked about it at the podcast last week. We were surprised at the line. How can the 49ers be going to Philadelphia minus two and a half? And obviously somebody saw something there. So I, I just went back and looked at the Eagles were just completing a gauntlet of a schedule where in the last, uh, the three weeks prior to this game. Chiefs on Monday yeah, night. Oh, yeah, man. they played the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, and then the 49ers. And they got the Cowboys again next week. They had a they had a game to give, right? And so if you think about it, maybe this was their game to give. And this game was still uh still in a contest in the middle of the fourth quarter until Debo just broke out. And Debo had a couple of big plays and that was the difference maker. I guarantee you they had that. But 
The, the Eagles defense is soft against the pass. That is their Achilles heel. You can throw the ball against this defense. They have got to figure something out if they do want to play uh, three playoff games uh, this year. But I still think that once they get once the Eagles get past the Cowboys, I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh, coming up, that they've got the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. And, and so I'm thinking that – it eases up. Yeah, a so lot I'm thinking the Eagles are thinking, stretch. okay, we've gone as far as we can here. We're, you know, this is it's not that big a deal. We don't have the passion as much for this game because we beat the damn Cowboys and we're walking in with a number one seed. And so I think I don't think well, this game was as big for them as it was for the 49ers. And that and I, 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 so I'm not like, oh, the 49ers. That's are a best. fair point. So I'm, I'm still. I saw some smart, some smart, uh, I guess, like takes before this game, probably on Friday. It was like after we had talked about it, but some people suggesting take the alternate line for the 49ers, which obviously would have worked out like do a 49ers minus seven or maybe even minus 10. Because like Tony's saying, once the game got a little out of hand, maybe they go, okay, we don't have to win this one. We got like Tony saying, we got a game to give up and we got the Cowboys next week. We beat the Cowboys. We pretty much lock. The NFC East, yeah. for sure. And if they lose to the Cowboys next seat. week, the Cowboys have a tough schedule coming up. But like, not it's still going to be tough. The, the Cowboys could do it, but yeah. The, but and if I, if you're the Eagles, and I hate to see this happen to a, such a great great organization, but <laughs> with the Eagles, you could have a complaint where, like Tony's saying, they play a Monday night against the Chiefs, so then they go a short week, have to play against the Bills, and what was like we talked about last week, one of the games of the year. I mean, just a great game, overtime game, fantastic. And then they go play the 49ers, who not only they got to play on Thanksgiving, so 10 days rest, so that kind of sucks for the Eagles. Then next week, the Eagles get the Cowboys, who also played on Thursday, coming on 10 days of rest at home. Eagles did not get at least this little month of games. No, they didn't get a great draw draw in these month of games. No, they probably got four straight wins after the Cowboys. So it does help there. But yeah, this is a rough month. Yeah. So I don't think I'm with Tone. I I think I am – as high as I've ever been on the 49ers after that week. Cause it's just mainly because there's two big games they've had this year that I really stick out to me when they're healthy. They had the Cowboys and they had the Eagles and they didn't just come in and win. They came in and asserted their dominance. And that means something to me, but I'm not ready to go. Oh, the Eagles might've been frauds. I do think they have issues on defense specifically where Tony's talking about in the passing defense, but I think that offense is still AJ Brown's still really good. Devontae's awesome. They're going to get Dallas Goddard back. They're still going to be, if not one B, they're probably. I think they're right below the 49ers. It's probably the Eagles, 49ers, 49ers, and Eagles in the NFC. Then the Cowboys, until they prove something, are right below those two. Even which, let's go to the Cowboys. They hadn't beaten the team. Well, I guess technically they still haven't beaten the team with a winning record because now the Seahawks stand at six and six. <laughs> but pops, what that win against the Seahawks did that do a little something? I mean, they've been beating a lot of cupcakes. That Seahawks game was a shootout. They had to make a drive in the fourth quarter. Did that kind of give you a little more? Or you still need to see what happens. No, this I, it gave me a little hope because, I mean, I remember telling Tammy, you know, we need – the Seahawks, I think, are a decent team. I mean, I know their record is not a winning record, and they they were playing their ass off. It was before the game started. It's just not anymore. Well, but they were playing their – I mean, that was a hell of a game game. for a while. I mean, they, DK Metcalf, this just in, he's pretty good. Um <laughs> Every now and then, DK Metcalf just like reminds us that no, I'm not only this huge; yeah. I am Tyree Kill speed. Does like, he I'm remind fast. anybody like, of Terrell right? Owens just a little bit? I mean, he is you know, big, that's strong, interesting. Yeah, fast. That's fair. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got the hands of Terrell Owens, but he looks a lot like him to me. 
So, so yeah. Dallas beating the Seahawks is is. I mean, you can only play who's in front of you. I mean, that's what the schedule said, and and they did come back and they won and they won. You know, reasonably con- convinc- convincingly. Thirty-six, uh, thirty. It was, it was yeah, one possession. I thought they were the better team at the end. I thought you know, I, I okay. really did. I, well, I mean, not at the, just the end of the game, Tony, but I thought I thought they looked. <laughs> When they showed the final score and the Razor well, and, and, and the Cowboys had one point after that. Like, like, scoreboard, baby, yeah. scoreboard. <laughs> I want to say that the defense of the Cowboys worries me a bit. Giving up mm-hmm. that many it to did, the Seahawks makes me nervous. Question: Deron Bland, uh, which this Bland was got exposed. Well, we talked about it a week ago for a while, mm-hmm. and they found something on tape that was like, "Oh, we don't think Bland's ready to be on an island with DK Metcalf." And at least for sixty minutes, they were one hundred percent right because Deron Bland. Got cooked. Now, I still think he's fine, but I think it goes back to what we talked about last week. I think there's a, like a mix between Deron Bland's good, but also got a little lucky with these pick sixes. Like, he's not like mm. all pro corner right now. He's a good, he stepped up big time with Diggs out, but yeah, there's still some vulnerabilities up there. And honestly, it's nice to have that game for the defense where they kind of get to like almost like a humbling game, but they still found a way to win. And that's why. He could the, it could fall off the rails and maybe we like we see the Dak Prescott start throwing interceptions. But right now, Dak Prescott legitimately playing MVP football. I think if he finishes the year off playing this way, he is the MVP. But that's a big step to it. We saw last year he can get interception prone at any time, right? Yeah, Tim? he can. And but he is playing really well right now. I think they have got the offense where they where they need to be. And I, it seems to me that not only is C.D. Lamb. Uh, become a premier receiver. He's grown into that role this year. But Brandon Cooks has actually now comfortable in this offense, and he to mm-hmm. me is the he's the difference maker for uh, Dak Prescott. He's got that next guy that he can throw to. If CD is double covered. What about Jake Ferguson? Uh, he has his games. Jake Ferguson's showing yeah, some Seattle. Signs. So yeah, Seattle. And here's what I'm going to say about this. Although <laughs> the Cowboys were the better team at the end. Um, they were not the better team to start the fourth quarter uh you know the seahawks started the fourth quarter with the lead and so i i'm a little concerned because nobody's uh, other than the um uh i mean the rams have won three to get to six uh, they're in this conversation but I, i i'm not really sure that seattle is should have been good enough to come into Dallas to, to play that on close. a Thursday night and to be toe to toe with the Dallas Cowboys, who could be the NFC East uh, division winner, I that the defense has really regressed, and I don't mm. I don't know why. I I Vander Esch was good, but was he that good? Did they regress for a week though? I mean, I don't uh, think you're making it sound like they've given up thirty multiple weeks in a row. They just give up ten back to back weeks against bad right. teams. So that's where we put Carolina. So a decent offense comes to town and they give up thirty five. That's what concerns me, right? I, I don't know that they're a, an elite defense with that, but they're still pretty. Good. Damn, they're. I mean, when Micah Parsons needed to make a make a sack, he made a sack, and maybe they just weren't motivated because right. when Deron Bland needed to make an interception, he made an interception. He made an interception. It, so. And, and I do think that was a big comeback for him and his confidence because he had gotten his ass yeah. burned. 
Well, and it's a good it's good for his confidence and the coach staff to be like, we're still going we're yeah. going to keep doing what we do. And then for him to get that interception, it's good for his mental to be like, I'm, okay, I'm I'm not <laughs> shitty. Like I just had a bad half, you know. Yeah. I just because sometimes it takes yeah, that to where you got to go. Remind, yeah. Am I terrible? Yeah. yeah. Get your fuck out there. The same way LJ. The same way LJ was talking about Jameis Winston, I think there was a moment for Deron Bland at halftime where he's like, am I just <laughs> bad? Just not good is this me? <laughs> and I should caveat. So I'll say, so just as I was talking about the Eagles and the 49ers, this could have been a trap game for the Cowboys, right? They're looking ahead to the Eagles game. 49, uh, the Seahawks are coming across the country on a Thursday night. Last time we played was on Thanksgiving. There's a little bit of that Thanksgiving hangover. The Cowboys survived in one, so there is some credit to that. But I sure would have liked to have seen them win by two touchdowns or more for us to say they're ready to stand up against Philadelphia or San Francisco. I like that they were in a good freaking game so, and they had to find something to win it. You well, know? yeah, There's a game in the fourth time. quarter where you had to yeah, find a yeah. way to win it. There's, There's something to that. that. I, Tony, and this could be this could be me just trying to find a reason why I'm happy about this Cowboys game. But I still stand with my take that was like five weeks ago where after they lost to the Eagles, like I'm not saying anything until they play the Eagles next because they're going to win all these teams, all these games against bad teams. But they did. They shouldn't give up 35 to the Seahawks. But before the year, isn't this kind of what we thought the Seahawks offense might be? I mean, we thought Geno had a good year last year. Their receiving core is really good. This was the first week in a while that we've seen DK really look like the physical dominant. Who's that running back? That running back showed out. Charbonnet, Charbonnet looks good. good. He ran the ball hard. The defense definitely will have some, and I think it's probably good this happened, but I think there could have been a little look ahead because this defense does give me a little bit of front runner vibes where when they get up 14 and they get to pin their ears back, they do look great. When the when the offense is all of a sudden now having the opposing offense is having to throw it a lot, they look great. When the Seahawks were able to keep them on their toes and run and throw and char like the defense looked like they were gettable, just like the Eagles have a couple weeks. So this week will be fun. I mean, I, the Cowboys and Eagles offense might light it up because yeah. both these defenses look like they can get got, and both these offenses can, can get, get. Can get, get. <laughs> you know, they're good. Yeah, they get to get in store. <laughs> yeah, you can bet the over on this one, I think. So it depends on what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, okay, over under fifty two and a half on it. By the way, bet, the, bet that's the pretty over. high, but um. I want to discuss a little bit on this Packers and Chiefs game mm, that was on yes. Sunday night. And it really shocked me. I didn't think, like, I think it, the line was Chiefs minus six. And there was, a, in my head, I was like, there's a world where the Packers might be able to cover in this. But the Chiefs are winning this game, no doubt. And I got to say, Jordan Love, sometimes it happens this way. Like, it's not all pretty. And he had a good start to the week year. And then he had about four or five weeks where I might have said that he's not the guy. I think I I don't know. I was definitely down on him. I don't know how harsh I got on him, but I was definitely down on him. And he was making plays in that game that you typically see the Mahomes make. Like he was a couple fourth down throws that were really pretty. Christian Watson looked good. How good can this Packers be a frisky playoff team, Pops? If Christian Watson's not and hurt, and it, it, he could be. He did. That was yeah. a weird injury. Was it a hammy? I think it was just a hammy. He, I thought he was grabbing his knee at first, and I was really nervous about it, but I think it's just a hamstring. But we've seen hamstrings, uh, Justin Look Jefferson, keep you out yeah. for when several weeks. When I think he's dealt with hamstrings, hasn't he, Cody? Yeah. Or, I mean, Cody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Buck. <laughs> yeah, Buck. <laughs> My name, Buck. Uh, no, yeah, he uh, – <laughs> He has, and that's what had kept him out for three or four games was the hamstring. And so, so to see another hamstring, yeah, like, yeah oh, he was supposed to have an MRI today, and so I don't, I haven't seen what the um, what their diagnosis is coming out of that. They thought yes, 
this yesterday that he looked better than they expected. <laughs> Sometimes it's not saying that much. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, he ain't dead. you just got okay. in a fight with the Eagles uh, yeah. Eagles security guy? You look better than I expected. <laughs> you look better than we thought they you They haven't would. ruled Trevor Lawrence out for next week yet either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. actually, though, that sure he's not play. playing next week. He might play. It's like actually looking like he, it's possible. Sure, I mean, I can't. I can almost they're going to put him on a cocktail of drugs, and they're doing some insane <laughs> spa treatments right now. But they might have him we'll playing. See. Well, anyway, all that to say, yeah, I, I the Packers looked really good. If those, uh, it, I was trying to get a statistic, and I don't know if maybe it can find this. Uh, it, the Packers' offensive line actually is healthy. Um, I. Well, I don't it's, think Bakhtiari's back. Bakhtiari hadn't played in three years. Three years, yeah. It's I don't know why he's still <laughs> active. I, I, he's got to retire. But um, uh, uh, there was a couple of names they were talking about. He's more active on Instagram. Yeah, they were actually in pretty field. good shape. And so I thought they did a great job. And the Chiefs, man, and they've made their living. Okay, what about the Chiefs? Are we worried? I don't Only know. Only one touchdown. I don't know. I, they could be worried because – the. What, what you yeah. got? Oh, what, I'm, what not, is, what I'm not worried at all. I'm play. loving it. Uh, I'm curious, though, is there like, what's the excuse for Mahomes? Was he reading to uh, blind children on the sidelines? Because every time he loses a game, there's some reason <laughs> that it happened. And this isn't to shit on Mahomes because, like, I think he's a great man and I think he handles his losses very well. But the media, <laughs> was he reading to blind he's got to have a flu <laughs> or something. Like, there's no way he just okay. loses. Like, that's not possible. LJ, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you saw LJ, the man from White House, Texas. No way. <laughs> So I don't know if you saw the play at the end of the game, LJ, but yet again, there was a throw to Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Cantling, who was mugged. Yeah, I, I think that. that would be aggravated assault oh, yeah. on the street, and they didn't call anything. Yeah, but and it was clearly that was also pass right after the the most quarterback safe call I've ever no seen in question. my life. No, no question. The referees, the referees decided the end of that game, yeah, and it was sad it was because sad. it was really good. I game. think they felt bad really about the, game. The, the the other call, LJ, and said we're not going to call yeah. this obvious mug. Yeah, I honestly I feel, feel like so bad. I don't feel like the refs decided the I, end of the game necessarily. Like it was it was fair bad calls. They both got equal bad calls, but it wasn't it wasn't gameplay that decided who won that game. That Mahomes hit pissed me yeah. off because I'm like. I get it's hard to be a defender, and we're trying to protect quarterbacks. For the most part, I'm with that. But this is a game is on the line. Yeah. He's going for that first down. Yeah. He was yeah. not stepping out and of he bounds. Was he was not trying out to of get bounds that last no. like It wasn't like he had stepped out and it was like incidental. He was like still in. There bounds, was no maliciousness to that. It was there was just a defender went. He's trying to get this one more blade. Of grass. I see where I the stick is. I'm going to stand on the stick and make sure he doesn't pass me. Could so not I, agree more. Yeah, with yeah. But but also agreed that pass interference call or that lack of was absolutely absurd. But also I think that kind of falls in line with what I'm seeing a lot on defenses right now. Like officiating's kind yeah, of bad. Yeah. I like. Well, I, I'll say this: I think the officiating crew realized that if they called that, they were not making out of the stadium, and so they figured, well, we can't call that. <laughs> Maybe. Since we called that other one. We call this, and and we are not making out of the stadium. <laughs> so they, you don't ever want to get caught in Green Bay. But um, so I will say this. Yeah. So two things. One, I thought the I thought because I watched that whole game, and I thought Green Bay played with speed and intensity, and and were smart, and and for that sixty minutes, they were a better football team than the Chiefs. The Chiefs could not. And you thought that yeah, throughout the yeah. game, not just not the end. Not just the end. Okay. They, they had <laughs> control the of the game. Thing. And it wasn't until late that the Chiefs actually started getting pressure on 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 uh, Love. 
But yes. uh, they just the Chiefs were not playing with the 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 passion that they needed to play with in order to beat that team, and Green Bay did. And I'll say this that the Green the Green Bay Packers they ran this stat a couple of times. They are the youngest team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and I from line to receiver, the receivers oh, are all like second year pros. This is rookies. a team to look out for in twenty twenty four. Question and I. Agree. I, I and love looks, looks like, like he could be a guy. I, I don't know he yet. Could be the third I, in the run. I don't know right? yet. I'm not going to crown it. But yeah, I'm like maybe the maybe the Packers did again because he the talents there and he right. seems to be that game against Kansas City, who we've said for weeks now is a really good defense, despite some of the struggles Kansas City's had. That defense is one uh, of the top. Any quarterbacks that sit there and watch and love uh, very Aaron Rodgers play, I mean, I'm telling you, whatever you think about him, dude's a good quarterback, and he got to watch him play. And some of those throws were Aaron Rodgers-esque, where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to have some serious Yeah, they were showing some, st- uh, showing some side-by-side-by-side with Rodgers, Favre, and Love, and he has developed, you know, how they – that Rodgers and Favre had that jump throw where they would leave their feet when they threw. And that was one of the reasons Favre could stand in a pocket for so long. When he got hit, he wouldn't be hurt because his feet were in the air. He wasn't stuck. Now, a lot of that, you know, he, he was just falling down. Well, Love has got some of that. But I'll say this. Love is starting with more physical talent than either Favre or Rodgers. Now, I don't know if he'll be the quarterback that Rodgers was because Rodgers was truly a surgeon. Favre just could sling the ball. But Love has more physical talent than both of those guys at this point in time in his career. And it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. It has to be infuriating to be a fan of any other team in the NFC North. Because for once, like in in this little run where Love didn't look very good, you're like, finally, after like 35 years, the Packers don't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like they, they missed. And then now you're like, (laughs) <laughs> Son of a bitch! Not only they're going to make the playoffs this year. Jordan yep. loves look good. This offense is young. When that's what Lafleur has never lost in the month so of December. So pumped about the Packers right now because, like you're saying, it's a very young team. I bet they eke into the playoffs for two years in a row, but nobody gets a, an NFL breaking contract, so they get to keep the band together for like three, four, five years. Yeah. Like keep building young talent. So young. That could be a dynasty. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, I just that have way. to imagine Lions fans are like, "Why? Why do they always get the <laughs> yeah. quarterback? We struggle for decades." Yes. The Bears, the Bears are like, God. "Yeah." And Minnesota yeah. is like, "Can we transfer out of this division? Is there somewhere else we can go?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So that game to me, Tony, readjust my AFC rankings a little, and I think. I go Dolphins Ravens at the top. And then there's the Chiefs as like I think I got one A, one B. What you're shaking your head. What do you, what do you, what do you got over there? I don't disagree because you know I was there and, and I don't want to panic, but the one of the reasons that we were talking about the I like still think the Ravens are because of defense. There's not very many defensive teams out there that can actually play with just about any style of offense. The Ravens are one, and I thought the Chiefs were one. But they did not. They have had a couple of outings where it's like, if it, do they truly do? If they can't get pressure on the quarterback, are they not a good defense? Something is good. We're going to have to figure that out here over the next few weeks. And let's not count Kansas City out by any stretch of the imagination. They do oh, this yeah. every year, yeah, of course. So I, I don't want to panic, but I still think the Ravens are at the top because I just defense. am what worried. Wins championships? What is it? I can't I, remember. What is it that wins championships? Running the oh, ball, special teams. There's some special teams. <laughs> 
No, but, well, but our seriously, because uh, they got block, back-to-back block points. Uh, over the last like decade, you might have been tricked into thinking offense wins championships because we're such an offensive league. But statistically, that's still not the case. Defenses are still the if the top defense plays the top offense in the Super Bowl, put strong money on the top defense because that is the way it's gone for at least the last decade. Pops, Dolphins, or Ravens? Who do you like? That is really tough, but uh, wow. We just said defense wins championships, but I'm going to take Miami because of offense. I mean, that offense for Miami (laughs) scares me. It is Tyreek Hill. Y'all talked about an MVP vote, and he has got to be in it. I really think I'm going to put a little – he was nineteen Dude, to one last I'm, week. He's I think fourteen after to one done, this week. I'm putting a little money on him for MVP because I think he's got a shot. So it's interesting right now. Tua is plus seven fifty and Tyreek's plus fourteen hundred. I, if you're going to give the MVP to a Dolphin, I don't know how you give it to I Tua agree. over Tyreek yeah. Hill. Right yeah, it's now. the same with the 49ers. I know it's a quarterback thing, but Tyreek Hill is the thing that like everyone is. Everyone on defense is scared of Tyreek Hill, and he still does it like the. And two is playing good. Don't get me wrong, but a couple of those Tyreek Hill, like the one throw to Tyreek, it looked like it wasn't a great that great of a throw. But I think two is like, oh my boy's got him burnt. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Did you, matter. Say, if I just did you see what Tyreek said about that? It. He said, "Hey, my quarterback uh-uh. solid. I ran the wrong route, and he put enough air under it so that I could get turned around and get to the ball." He he said that <laughs> that ain't on Tua. That's on me. And he adjusted so I could get under the well, ball. And that's how bad he had him beat. It didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter that he broke it. But I'm just saying, he yeah. was solid. He took a solid first quarterback. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. Because he didn't have to say anything for him to come out and be, even if it's not true, I, I like, like that too. leadership to be like, hey, you know what? It's not on it's two. It's still amazing. When, it's also not like Tyreek has like blown up in the last year. Like, defensive coordinator has been trying to stop him for five, six years now. They've known what Tyreek Hill is, and they still can't figure Mama, it out. Mama, there goes that man. It's incredible, Tommy. <laughs> <He's laughs> so, I, I mean, and he has games where all of a sudden he disappears. But and he, and when he's there. Hadn't been many this year. Hadn't been many. But, man, he, <laughs> when he gets the ball, you're like, where the hell are the defenders? Who? They're behind him, Tony. Guy. That's where they are. They're behind I mean, him. I know. It's like he finds a spot, and there's like the guy, there's nobody within three yards of him. So, well, it's the same magic trick that Kelsey's been able to do for his whole career. Yeah. He's not which why funny. those two guys were ever allowed to be on the same team, I'll never know. I know, but the wide receiver, <laughs> but the wide receiver position normally you're going to have somebody on it. So we talk about how these guys are so great in these contested catches. AJ Brown's great at contested catch. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel great at contested catch. Tyreek Hill, shit, he never has a contested catch. It's mm-hmm. he is actually pretty good in contested catch. Well, but yeah, we wouldn't know it yeah. often. It's just <laughs> and that game this week, he was so. It's like how can you not have somebody just just grab a hold of it, just hold him on every play. <laughs> yeah, ten yards every play is still going to probably do better than guarding Tyreek Hill. It's crazy. <laughs> he, he is really good. It's amazing. It's just insane. Yeah. Every time they show, like every time when if you're watching Red Zone and they go over to the Dolphins game and you kind of hear the music, you're like, oh, there's a highlight, and like you already know, you're like. Ten's about to be running down the field with the football. Like he's about to be and he did it twice in the first half. He had like a 73 yarder. And then I swear it was like nine minutes of real time, not football time, like real time. They go back and like, not only do the Dolphins have the ball back, but Tyree Kill has busted another one for 68 yards. I'm like, golly. Average yards per catch it's for so Tyree explosive. Kill this year, 15.9. 16 yards a catch. And it's not like he's <laughs> I wonder what his yeah. And it's is. not lack of catches. He ends up with like eight to ten catches a lot of games. He's got so 93 he's, on the season. He's incredible. So, he's on pace for two thousand, which is incredible. Here's an interesting IT uh request. 
is uh, Christian McCaffrey. Was he MVP the year he broke the record? What do you for combined yards? At no, Carolina, are you talking no about running, yeah. no running backs won it since no running backs won okay. it since AP. Well, I, I just he's gonna if Tyreek Hill breaks the total yards record. And if he does, he'll just. I mean, we just saw Cooper Cup do the triple crown, though. We saw Cooper Cup do triple crown. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Tyree can't get it. They don't like to. It's pretty much a quarterback award. So I mean, yeah. But this year, there, like we talked about, this year I'm not sure if there is that one quarterback that's putting up, you know, forty touchdowns and five interceptions or something. Okay, so maybe this is the question: If it wasn't to a quarterback, would Tyree Kill still have those yards? I don't know. I think two is a pretty good quarterback. I, I think, really do. So. Yeah, I do too. I do think he would. But though. we said at one point, though, They'd I remember us going, that. well, I, I still thought Tyreek Hill would be good when he left the, the Chiefs. But I remember thinking, oh, well, he won't be as good when you leave Patrick Mahomes. And he's been better. On, well, you know, the editor of this podcast and the creators of the Making the Green podcast made a bet on that, actually. Um Yes, but yeah, but no, yeah. I, I don't think any of us thought that he'd be this good in Miami. That's for sure. I think we all can. I don't think yeah. anybody thought two was going to be this good in Miami, though. Right. I'm going to have to drink. Which some it's like a mutually well, beneficial as a, as a yes. member of, as a member of two anon as a member of two anon. I hell, I still hold my stock. So with, with that, Tua, so, so with that, the, the reason I asked the question <laughs> is, I guess you could say, if Tua enables Hill to do what he does, then maybe Tua is the MVP. That's such a. That's such a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to me, though, Tua is a better version or a similar version for Mike McDaniel that Brock Purdy is for the 49ers, where Tua is just running the offense. And which, by the Tyreek way, Hill is what makes just running the offense is something that is like pretty absurd. Right. Yes. Like, uh, yes. For Purdy or for but, Tua. but there's but there's a Debo that does Agreed. only things Debo does. And there's a, two, or a Tyreek that only does yeah. things that he can do now. Tua gets the ball to him. He's a, he's a good, solid point guard, which you need on any team. But let's not kid ourselves who Michael Jordan is. You know, who's the, right. who's the star? This, right. There this are some team. teams that run the, the Chiefs run from the quarterback. The quarterback is the the thing that makes that team tick. Whereas these other two teams we're talking about, it feels like they are ticked from other positions for sure. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned that maybe the editor of this podcast and the and the um People from Making the Green had a bet. I think y'all also had a bet on this player, too. And um, Mike Evans has done it that again. Was the bet. Another yeah. year with a 1,000 yards. It's incredible what Mike <laughs> Evans – just year – there's death taxes, and Mike Evans is going to have a 1,000 yards and probably 15 touchdowns. It's incredible. I remember, Tony, in a league that we're all in, and me and Pops on, uh, on one of the teams in fantasy, and Mike Evans came up, and I was kind of – when we made the pick, I wasn't just pumped. I was like – Mike Evans is good, but I don't know. He's he's kind of getting a little old. And is that offense any good? And just every week, every week he gets like five to eight catches, 100-plus yards, and a lot of times a touchdown. The dude is a Hall of Famer, which is not something I would have thought. He's It's probably the quietest Hall of Famer I've ever seen. Yeah. Because yeah. like no one's ever said he's the best receiver in yeah, football. Yeah, he's so consistently he's good. I mean, he feels kind of like a Julio Jones where he's like, he's on your fantasy team. He plays every week. Like, you know he's I think in. he's better than Julio Jones. I really do. You know, I think like – Possibly. Yeah. Well, I mean, what Kevin was just alluding to, I just I just Googled it to make sure 10 straight seasons with a thousand or more receiving yards in his career. And by the way, we're not done with the seasons. Uh, But uh, Jerry Rice is the only other person to do that many. Like, 
That is incredible. And company. all the other names that are at all the other names that are nine are like Randy Moss, T.O. Yeah. They're a bunch of like a Hall, of Fame, Hall of, Fame. of Fame receivers, basically, is what I was getting. Julio Jones is and Randy. Close, I think Jerry isn't Jerry Rice at something insane like sixteen. Uh, no, well, it's only eleven straight. Only eleven straight. Fourteen total. Oh, eleven straight. Okay. Okay. I just remember. So if the Jerry, Mike Evans Jerry gets Rice one more, stats then like he is in Jerry Rice stats. territory, which I, is yeah. nobody gets to do that. Well, I That's think not yeah, because uh, when Mike Evans is a Chief next year, I think he's going to continue <laughs> the streak. <laughs> no, haven't you been no, saying that for like no. two years now? Uh, goodbye. <laughs> No, speaking of receivers, I've got a winner of the week that I'd like to share. Uh, yeah, I'm going to one it Michael is. Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts. This sure. guy just passed Marvin Harrison in the record books for Indianapolis. Wow. In his, in his first four season? seasons, he's caught 314 career catches, passing Marvin Harrison's 311. For four seasons for him? Through four seasons. He's got 87 catches, fourth in the uh, fourth most in the NFL, and and here's the kicker, free agency next year. He, he's, wow. he's in a contract year. <laughs> this guy is – And you know what? My boy Gardner Minshew is like, hey, Pittman, yeah, or 11, I got you. I'm going to throw Like Tony said <laughs> – Tony said, when you got a good receiver, just get, get him, like, him targeted 15 plus times. Gardner Minshew took that to heart, and, and Bittman gets crazy targets. Yes. Yeah. And he's solid. Hey. He's very, I don't think he's that in that category. Me. When of I like saw those, he had passed Marvin Harrison in something, I was beyond yeah. impressed. Rarefied air. Yeah. Rarefied I'll air. say that it could be the most underrated uh, wide receiver in the NFL. I know he's the most underrated receiver in fantasy football. I believe because he's very similar to that, not even at Mike yeah. Evans level, but you kind of go, I guess I'll put Pittman in my flex yeah. position. And he and just, just consistent on like 10 catches. Eight for 70, six for 65, four mm-hmm. for 70 and a touchdown. It's 10 for, 10 for 111 and a touchdown. Should have won somebody a first round five, but he didn't. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway talk about nobody cares um, about our fantasy teams. <laughs> that's right. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, he's getting ready. To, I, I don't think he's in that category of receivers. And we brought this up in text, and no one even brought it up during the, the our talk of the Cowboys Seahawks. But the and I think we've said it before, but the receiver position is just it is insane. What because I mean, yeah. Pittman mm-hmm. could be one of the best receivers in another era, but like right now we're like, oh, he's not even in the top ten category because you got every week we're go, every it seems like every three weeks we're like. Tyreek Hill looks better than any receiver I've ever seen. Then you're like, oh, nope. A.J. Brown looks better than any receiver. Like, oh, nope. D.K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. Jamar Chase. D- yeah, it's just I, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. <laughs> Chase. We didn't bring up Jamar Chase yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a guy named Devontae Adams in Las Vegas who's like, I know I got Aiden yeah, somebody doesn't throwing even the have ball, a but I'm pretty yeah, damn good. Balling. Crazy. It, it is. It, it truly is. And I know. And we didn't even – we haven't said a guy named Justin Jefferson who's been yeah. out for four weeks. He's he probably the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. It's insane. The, the receiver position is insane. And the Chiefs have none of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't what? find a single one. Marquez Valdez-Gantling, right? He's a... Stupid. <laughs> you know, by the way, this um, is listen, something... Do we have they should have got D-Hop. They really should have got D-Hop. <laughs> this is like a thing that is like we talk about periodically, like the running back position and the holdouts and stuff like that. And it has crossed my mind today how short the career span of an elite cornerback is. Like those guys make it like three, four years tops being elite. Like it's pretty wild. 
The last person I can think of that had like an elite career that lasted more than like five years is probably Richard Sherman. Um, and other than that, like there aren't many people that like, you know, Revis is an island for like four years. Um, uh, Jalen Ramsey is an island for like four years. You know, it's it's very rare that a player can make like an, an entire career as a cornerback, which is why. You know, interesting you said that, LJ. I, I'm thinking of Gilmore. And I think Gilmore has never been on the level of the two guys you said, but he has been a very consistent guy for a fair number of years uh, in the league. But Jalen Ramsey's yeah. been a really good corner for going on like seven yeah. years now. Here's, and sure. I think where LJ is absolutely right, but I yeah. think here's the difference tall cornerbacks become good safeties later in their career the old tie law trick so if you normally if you're a cornerback who's taller and and physical you can extend your career uh by becoming a safety and we've seen that several times these guys you talk about now ramsey is one step away from that if he wants to continue playing but because the cornerback now is all about speed right you've got to be speed and agility and and you've got five years for that and then the next 22 year old is going to come in and they're going to uh, lift knows that all the time. Another 22 or foof, you know, there's two points. He's out. He's done. So, you know, it's, it's, you gotta be, you gotta be ready for that. And, and, well, and that's where I think those cornerbacks, that's, a, that's an excellent point. If you can, Tony, that's yeah, a just think step like, with the receivers, that's look at the, yeah. the receivers you guys just named. You better have it's a hell of an athlete to try to cover. Yeah, so I'm guys. sitting there, yeah. you know, and that's part of the thing, right? Is like, I, one of the things I really love about the Broncos and I really hope that we have for, you know, the entirety of my watching experience is Pat Sertan, the second over there. God, he's so he good. is so good. Yeah, but good. then I don't know how much we'd be willing to pay him. If I was the GM of that team for a second contract, because I don't know if he finishes a second contract as an elite corner, you know? It was funny. I don't think people realize how valuable a really good corner is. I'd find out, LJ. Like when if a, I was a receiver, Denver, I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would probably, <laughs> I would probably make that mistake is what I'd probably do. But when receivers are balling out, oh, like we see it because, you know, they're catching touchdowns mm. and it's flashy plays and it's on the sports center top 10. When a corner is balling out, you're typically not seeing it because they're just they're just blanketing. Well, one side you know, of the like field. I remember, and I think Namdi Asimwal, right, who had like uh, two targets an entire season one year. Um, like yeah. that is incredible. Like that you you can't even replace that. Like that is an unbelievable well, situation. The way you can tell that the like the viewing the the at least the normal viewing audience there's like just like the the dumb dumb idiots like us who just watch games every day. <laughs> A lot of the times you don't realize how valuable like a guy like Patrick Sertan is until like the deadline was coming up and people were like, well, could they trade Sertan? And then the reports were like, Ian Rapport's like, well, to trade for Sertan, you're going to need to give up four first round yeah. picks. So it's like, <laughs> I want you to know how valuable, like yeah. you don't see it because it's a bad team and he's a corner, not a receiver, but it's just like trading for a Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy changes your yeah. defense and he got a little banged up yeah. this week against the Texans. Yeah, a little he? bit. Yeah. Did he come back in that I game? I believe he came back, and I believe he's going to be okay, but uh, but they're looking at it right now as far as I know. Did, that reminded game, me, that that game Pacheco, can... did you see the little where Pacheco got tackled and got his legs all up under him, kind of like Trevor Lawrence did, and he got out of it and came back and played and played hard. I mean, mm-hmm. that well, was a scary – They played so hard, they threw him out. out. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want to – well, first of all, I want to know his yoga teacher because I want to know how to do that. But I don't want to. We're too old to do that. I'm telling you, I don't want to know his boxing teacher because he's terrible. That was just the stupidest (laughs) right cross. 
somebody his size should not be throwing a right cross against that guy. It was stupid. <laughs> LJ, I thought that, um, not to make you relive it, but I thought that Broncos-Texans game was the perfect encapsulation of what the Broncos sees. Yeah. It's not really pretty, but at the end they had a chance. And I was like, Russell Wilson's about to do this yeah. again. Like he's about to find a way to eke out another win. And they didn't. But I No, I think like I think you were in the perfect stance on the Broncos last yeah. week before. Even though you started to get a little excited. No, I and I'm still excited, but I just know what's gonna happen is they're gonna keep <laughs> me in we have a chance at the playoffs for the next what five, six weeks or yeah, five weeks. Um and then we're probably just not even gonna make him. Um, but I'm going to feel like we could every single week coming into it because it's just going to be a razor's edge constantly. Um, it's fun. And I, love I continue to just really like CJ Stroud. I just, that's not the like. even his stat yeah. line's not that impressive. He went 16 for 27, 274 and a touchdown, like nothing on crazy. a defense that has been but, pretty insane, by the way. But I think this is one of the best defenses. And I know they gave up nah. 70 not too long ago, but like they've really turned around. This defense is a stingy, solid defense. And they have been for, Five weeks, I feel like. And CJ Stroud just did enough to, to win the game. I did hate seeing Tank Dell go yeah. out on a play where it wasn't even he, – he was, like, blocking on the end line in a goal line. He just – I don't know. I, it's easy 2020 about he shouldn't have been there. But I hate to see that because he's been really good for that offense. And yeah. Speaking of – the same way you talk about those Packers, you can talk about the Texans very similar when Dell's healthy. But the, a lot of those guys are young yeah. and Stroud is elevating them. And I think they're – they're a playoff team, and with Lawrence's ankle injury, they're calling it high ankle sprain, but I think he's out at least a week, maybe longer. The Texans I mean, are live uh, in that AFC South. He's the number one quarter in yards. He's the number one quarterback in the NFL in yards right now. That's Didn't like surprising, but also that. not surprising yeah. because he has been absolutely killing it. Yes, he has. He's got 20 TDs, uh, Kevin, five interceptions. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> by the way, I just wanted to mention I forgot about uh, one of the things that I think is different this year in the NFL is the defenses have found a way to legally hit the shit out of people. Like, I think there have been more players coming off the field with injuries than any other year. I don't think there have been more injuries, but it's not been like Monday morning. We find out this person has a strain or something like that. Like people are coming off the field more often. And I think it's because defenses are like finding the ways to legally knock the shit out of the offense. Um, and so just keep that in mind going forward. I feel like a lot of offenses might be depleted by the end of the season based on the way I'm seeing defenses play. Just throwing it out there for anybody paying hmm. attention. Um, I don't know if we got some winners and losers. I know Pop started throughout one. I got at least one loser, and that's for um any Jets fans that had to watch, well, anybody who's quarterback their team this year, <laughs> but how Tim Boyle was not only an NFL starter, but just on an NFL roster, that man is no, no offense to him. Cause he might be a great Sign guy. Tyrod, that is not Tyrod. an NFL quarterback. I'm not sure if Tim Boyle, if you dropped him down to the power five, like to college <laughs> football right now, I don't know if he starts on a power. Well, you know, five he got cut team. today, right? Like, Oh, he got cut. Yes, he got cut today. He started the last two games and got cut. And they're signing. Sign Tyrod. They're signing Brett Rippin. No. They're signing Brett Rippin. No. Who started for the Rams and then also got cut. Sign Um, Tyrod. Straight up. And so, first on Tin Bull, uh, the loser is any Jets fan has to deal with this organization. Can I tell you what Tim Boyle did in college? (laughs) Sure. He went to the University of Connecticut, played there for three years, freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Had one touchdown, one total touchdown. And maybe you're like, oh, because he probably barely played. It's like a Matt Castle thing. He probably just didn't play by it. No, because he had 11 interceptions. <laughs> one touchdown to 11 interceptions. And then for his senior year, he's like, 
it's not me, it's UConn. That's the problem. <laughs> so he transferred to the Ohio Valley Conference to play for Eastern Kentucky, where he then Another went on out. to have, where's my numbers at? 2,000 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Never had, in his career totally, had 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. And somehow he's been in the league for five That's years. That's incredible. Good for him. I don't understand. Who's his daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I think somehow, I think there's rumors that him and Aaron Rodgers became good friends. Like, for whatever reason, the Packers drafted him. Well, it's, yeah, I think he's genuinely one of the players that came to the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers, right? Like... Like, I don't know if he's like Aaron Rodgers' driver, or maybe he's like Aaron Rodgers' like fall guy. Like, Chris Carter said, you always got to have a fall guy. Maybe Tim Bull's like, if you ever get caught in with, in, with any IU Yeah, he's got I'll the stinkiest ayahuasca like in the entire state of New York, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't – like, I was watching him a game, and I didn't bet on it because, like I told y'all, the Atlanta Falcons are on my do-not-bet list. I will not do it because they still almost somehow lost to the, the quarterbackless Jets. But I watched a lot of that game just because I was curious, and, man, it was ugly. Oh. That was just ugly. Yeah, that was bad. Um, Tony or Pops, did you have any winners or losers that you haven't already touched on? Well, doesn't matter. Go ahead, Tony. I got a winner. Um, okay. Well, I got a winner and a loser. The winner, uh, Jake Browning, just made a lot of money. Yeah, he did. Yes, last night. Yeah. Um, and he's had he looked, he looked good, and that didn't look like a guy he who did. was just checking down him. He looked like he had no, control he of the did. offense. And so really. that is exactly what a backup quarterback in the NFL needs to do. Against the Jags defense, who's been solid. solid. Yeah, they're, they're not they're like twenty fifth. They were twenty fifth against good. the pass, but um, oh, but, really? But wow, still, okay. uh, I, I still he handled himself well. They let him run the full offense. I, I correct and much like Gardner Minshew, yeah. he was like, "Hey, that number one, that <laughs> chase guy, I'm gonna throw the ball yeah. his way a whole he's lot." Fuck it, he open. Unfortunately, yeah, like seven eleven. And the loser, speaking of Jamar Chase. Uh, the loser <laughs> is oh, the God. Jaguars cornerback who on third and one went to go uh, man up against Jamar Chase. And when Jamar sh- scored his 80-yard, 70-something-yard touchdown, it, it, go back and look at this tape because the guy is like, like it, it's like, where'd he go? It's just he's he's on him, and he, like, tries to hit him, and Chase is gone, and the next thing, the, the, the camera pans – and there's Jamar Chase 10 yards ahead of him. <laughs> and this guy is just like reaching. That's, oh, it was terrible. I feel so bad for that guy. That that to happen on Monday Night Football, yeah. for him to get cinnamon right. toast like that was just <laughs> really bad. That's I thought you were going to say right Tyler there. Boyd's interception. That interception was oh. bad. God. Okay. That was bad. What? That but was horrible. I get the Tyler Boyd's not a quarterback, but like. That was, he threw it right at Josh Allen. Like it was so bad. It's a broken play, and I get that he's not used to the situation. But like, there's no way you look at. And I think as soon as he threw, he's like, "Oh, yeah, that that that'll be that'll be Tyler Boyd's last." Pass Josh of Allen the year. didn't even I have to guarantee you that. Credit to Josh Allen for making the interception, uh, but like he threw it right at him. It wasn't like some like crazy. I think I could have caught that. Just ball. like Josh Allen. Was like, <laughs> Josh Allen even was like. Is he throwing to me? <laughs> Hit me in the numbers. Is that ball directed towards <laughs> you? That was, that was definitely uh, an ugly, ugly play from this week. I'm trying to see. Was there any – who would have thought Joe Flacco would be not only back playing football but looking serviceable against the Rams? He's on the practice squad. Oh, yeah, really? He deserves to be. He's been be. back on the practice squad and because they're going to wait for Dorian Thompson-Robinson to see what he's – but the, the Browns Flacco are in the good. playoffs. Flacco ain't good. What the hell? That, that was playoffs. the best. 
quarterback you've had since Deshaun Watson, and I would say in sometimes even some of Deshaun Watson's uh, starts, <laughs> he had it was great quarterback play. They just got beaten, but I, I man, I don't get that at all for them if they're not going to start him again while they're in contention. He's given up, or the the Rams have given up uh, worse point totals to a lot of teams than uh, Flacco got. Yeah, no doubt. So no doubt, but Flacco's not great. So let's not buy. Yeah. Don't buy Flacco the Joe Flacco hype. He's not. I was still. I was wondering if maybe we were about to have a is Joe no, Flacco elite debate. No. I didn't know if we were in 2011 or 2023. <laughs> but he can throw yeah. the more than 110 yards and PJ Walker and Dorian Thompson Robinson can or whatever. That fair. Terrible. Anyway, speaking did, of quarterbacks, did y'all I mean, see the? Oh, go ahead. Can IT figure out how many we've had? Well, I did look this up, but we've had forty-four different starting quarterbacks. Wow! So far this season, I, I wonder if that's average. That see, it seems like we've had a lot. IT's going to work on that of yeah. different starting quarterbacks. Just quarterbacks on on season and the injuries we've had: Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, we've had Anthony Deshaun Rodgers. Watson. Anthony Richardson, Richardson, uh, Joe Burrow, Anthony Burrow. Richardson. There's a, I mean, there's quite a few. Like I think it's like seven or eight starting last quarterbacks year. Sixty six quarterbacks were started by week eighteen, which is the record. So we're on pace. We're, yeah, we're, we're on, on pace. pace. Hmm. It's weird that we're on. Like we said, which I guess there's one more week, so that could be it. But with all the rules to protect quarterbacks, it's odd that we're seeing. More stuff. Yeah, maybe just more of them were bad. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're just bad at football. Um, Did y'all see, speaking of quarterbacks who are bad at football, and I meant to mention this when I was talking about Tim Boyle, but Zach Wilson. So apparently the report from the Athletic and the ESPN, at first I thought this was like a fake report, like it was a joke. Apparently they reached out to Zach Wilson to be like, okay, obviously Tim Boyle was not right. We brought in Trevor Simeon for a little bit. That didn't work. Zach, we're ready for you to come back and be the starter. And Zach Wilson was just like, I, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I, I might be good that. on that. Like, I, I might be good. Because of risk of injury, he's not currently hurt. But he, unless something changes, right now he's saying, no, I'm good. It re- and Kevin Clark tweeted this out. There's a meme out there. And Kevin Clark was like, the Jets are this meme. And the meme is, it's like, it looks like a text message conversation. And it's like the manager saying, hey, we're really short staffed tonight. Can you come in? And the person responds with, dang, that's crazy. But good luck tonight. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what Zach Wilson is telling the Jets. Like, Dang, that's crazy. I don't have a quarterback. Hope you find yeah. one. No, I like. I think it'll be me. I'm just saying. I don't know that I'd want more Jets starts on my stat line either. Yeah. <laughs> I really do kind of see both sides to that too, LJ. I mean, yeah, that's you benched me. You've benched me three times now. Fuck you. I'm moving on. <laughs> Y'all deal with it. I mean, maybe you it's know. just saying I'm just not good at it. <laughs> like you said, I'm just not good at it. I don't need right, to so, start. And I don't know if y'all have seen that Jets offensive line. Mm. There's a reason that the quarterbacks are under rest the whole time. Not saying that everyone's been great there, but they're, they're yeah. not getting much time. No, to do I'm trying to be either, a backup so. quarterback in Miami, please, and thank you. So I, for all the kids out there, cover your ears. But if I was Zach Wilson, if I was going to be a real man about this, I would go up to him and say, cut me, motherfucker. Paying for you anymore? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna bench me three times, you got any kind of desire to play me? You would have been still playing me. You got to play this Tim Boyle guy who who fit who, who you just who threw cut. one who threw one pass TD for UConn. You asshole! No, I'm done. Cut me. Cut me. He could only throw one touchdown for UConn. They were like, "How about the AFC yeah. East? What do you think they'll do?" 
hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got a loser. All over. right. Oh, well. Ooh. All right. Well, so got? I saw that I believe the, uh, the Niners, the Cowboys and the Eagles could all clinch playoffs this week. But the bad news is, is if any of their quarterbacks get hurt, they might be replaced by Alabama. <laughs> so, so I do want to touch on the college football playoff selection to, to wrap things up. But real quick, before we get to that, that's good, LJ. Before we get to that, let's get some pick. Because, Tony, you told me that the Just Press, just in case people weren't listening at the front, the Just Press Play Parlay did count. With steroids. With steroids. Hey, if we're compared to Barry Bonds, it means we're putting yes, up numbers, sir. baby. We're putting up numbers in the stat sheet. So, so I'm looking at the schedule this week. And can I – is it okay with you guys if I take an over-under instead Ooh, of – Oh, I love it. Instead of a line. I have a team, and I think I'm just doing this for the rest of the year. What are we, week 14? So I got four more weeks to do this. I'm taking overs and lines game <laughs> blindly. Just if, if when the lines are playing, I'm taking the over because I don't think that defense is that good. And say what you want. I don't know how good Jared Goff is, but he's scoring points on that roster. So I'm going to go Lions, Bears over 40 That's and a half. Saying, yeah. I think they hammer that. I think they score over 50. Yeah, because the Bears are also Bears offense all offense, great, no defense. What is that 40 doing there? So, well, if the last time the Bears played was on Monday Night Football, and uh, it was one where uh, they played the Vikings, and I think we should have got paid for watching it. <laughs> such horrendous. Yeah. Off- it set offense back 10 years just having that <laughs> game. Is it, is it supposed but, to snow up there Sunday? LJ? Uh, I'll find out, but probably. It's cold enough. And that, that probably that might change it's your 30, mind. It says 39 degrees. Nope. I'm telling you blindly the rest of the Sunday, year. Sunday, snow, hammer. baby. 38 degrees, 28 low. Oh, that's not even cold. No, no, it's like, not 28. No, blind. that's actually, I feel like. Oh, wait, it's going to be spring oh, wait, 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 on wait. Sunday? Jer- that's cool. Time out, time out. I think I think I just clicked. Jared Goff is terrible in outdoor games in the cold. <laughs> Awful in cold games. I take never everything mind, back. Never I take mind, it back. Never mind. We talked him out of it. I was about to say I don't care about weather. Weather is I'll, nothing. I'll I don't care. But Jared Goff, but Jared's not terrible. You watch this. This is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that one back. So I need to think. I need to go back to the drawing board. Tony, do you have a pick for us? I do. And I've been riding this team all year, but I'm going to get them. So the Colts are at the Bengals. And what we just talked about Jake Browning. I think he's got control of this offense. If the Bengals can go on the road and beat Jacksonville, I don't see a reason why they can't be at home and beat the Colts. The Bengals are plus one at home, a home dog. I'm taking the Bengals. Oh, wait, you're taking the Bengals? I thought you were going to ride the Colts. I do. I like the Colts, but – I just don't see that right now. I can't see where it, it if Browning big win coming in there's there. They need this. They've got to win out to be in contention for the playoffs at home. Colts coming in. I, I, I like the Bengals there. I'm taking Cincinnati plus one. Okay. We got a dog. There we go. LJ, you got something for us? I know you've done, you've crunched the numbers. You've really analyzed all the data. What, what do you have for us? I don't want to do this. But the Eagles are going to win by four or more. I think the Eagles are going to win by four or more. Oh, the Eagles are an underdog by three and a half. I just won. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they could lose by four. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Elsie's like, wow, you're giving me free points. I think the Lions should be Eagles Eagles straight win this game by a decent amount. (laughs) That's the expertise that wins your money. LJ thinks the Eagles should be favored by four. Yeah, I kind of do. If I'm gonna be honest with you, you call your shot. I'm sorry, guys. That's that's where you. 
LJ, I just want to throw While out you there. you guys betting. The Cowboys are 6-0 and at home this year, and I think winning by an average margin of victory of like 20. So we were saying the Eagles home. lost that game because they were not worried about the Cowboys coming up, right? I like it. I like it. I'm just saying. We'll see. DeAndre Swift got banged up a little bit. Dom may not be on the sidelines. Yeah, that's true. So that's going to be a big they factor. They might be. Who's watching the players' backs? <laughs> yeah. You know, not, right I mean, there, so. they could hire the Cowboys' defense. They're probably cheap right now. Those Cowboys are a bunch of wildos, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> okay, so LJ would be willing to take the alternate line of the Bizarro line, score, but he'll go ahead and settle for. <laughs> if you're in a team, he'll go ahead and there, settle with Eagles plus three the minus four. <laughs> You'll make some money. <laughs> But I guess since we're doing for the parlay, he's going to just take yeah, Eagles plus yeah, yeah, three yeah. Just to win the money for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Pops, wow. what do you got? Who are you taking? Um, boy, I'm between two. But <laughs> How do you uh, top that? I mean, I think you always go against Atlanta. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the guy. So Tampa Bay's getting two and a half going to Atlanta. I'm taking Tampa Bay getting two and a half points. Buck says he's riding those bucks one more <laughs> yeah, week, Tony. If, if that if that goes to Bucks plus five, I'll bet it. Because um, <laughs> we're going to need the extra Buck, points. He said he's riding them. Guys. No, um, I, it's I, it's a good bet. Um, hey, Prestige Worldwide, Kevin sent one in, and I think he yes. was okay. he was What's very he much in line with you about look let's let's look at what we can do over under here, and he he is saying Pittsburgh the under. Pittsburgh. And Who's Pittsburgh? Well, it's got to be low. Right? What is that? 29 and a half? 29 yeah. and a half? I, we, I think it's the under over under. Yeah, but it's also the worst offense that the NFL's maybe ever seen. <laughs> it's Mitch Trubisky going yeah. against Bailey Zappi well, or Mike Jones. Either also, one. I'll throw out the, the Patriots have been playing like actually really solid defense for the yeah. last few weeks. Like they've been, they've given they up. They just don't yeah, score. Yeah, I think the, the Patriots have given up something like 16 <laughs> points in the last two weeks and every score has been under. 35 yards or something like that in total drive. Like it's incredible what that defense See, is putting up right now. LJ, I thought about sticking with my fade, the Patriots, but they put the line at pits pit minus six and five and a half. I think Pittsburgh could win six to zero, but I just don't That's know. Right. Can, we don't want to go to six. Keep riding out with Mitchell. So, with Mitchell Trubisky, LJ can tell you how good oh, Mitchell Trubisky is. I think Prestige would take the under all the way to 25. So let's do this. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go under. That's fair. Minus 30. This is like an so Iowa take, football yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, it is. Philadelphia minus Ooh. four and Pittsburgh minus 25 on your teaser. Tell us how much money you make. <laughs> Interestingly, there's another game. Is, uh, plus 220, by the way. So <laughs> there's another game where the over under is set at 30. And it's the Browns Jaguars over under 30 and wow. a half. Jack's probably with the backup. Browns could be elevating Joe Flacco or maybe DTR. I'm taking Browns minus three in the uh, game. That's my pick. Browns minus three. Love it. That's what I'm taking. I'm not love sticking it. the under. But I do think it's supposed to be raining in that one. So maybe the under is a good one. Yeah. All right. So we got what are we what are we looking at? Pops, did you write it down? Yeah, so we got Cleveland minus three versus Jacksonville. We got the Bengals plus one uh over the Colts. We got Philly, I think, plus three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, over. <laughs> That's what the listeners should do. I'm going to do play, different. He'll play it up to minus four. Uh, line, but we're going, if we're the going line moves points. by seven points, LJ's still <laughs> no. fine. LJ's not money line. LJ's half. taking what he offered. <laughs> and then the uh, under 29 and a half for Pittsburgh, New England. Now, I almost threw Seattle. Seattle's getting 10 and a half against San Francisco. Obvious trap game for San Francisco after that mm. big win. 
I think Seattle's probably going to cover that if you want to throw a six game in that. But um, anyway. Broncos Um, should win this next game. All right. That wraps up that wraps up football or NFL talk. LJ had a brief mention on it in the joke if you caught on what he was doing there. But the college football playoffs have been announced, and we have Michigan one, Washington number two, Texas three, and uh, Alabama at four, leaving out Georgia, who lost their first game in like two and a half years in the SEC championship, and the undefeated Florida State, who plays in Power Five in the ACC, won the ACC championship, but were left out. I mean – is it pretty much obvious, LJ, they were left out? I don't know if the committee straight up said, but it's because their quarterback's out for the year, right? Yeah, I mean, they haven't said, but yeah, and that's, that's got to be the re- – I mean, there's also the the Alabama you have, LJ, I'm assuming you have an issue with this, though. Oh, I'd, As, I, I, I – Well, I feel like the, the, the college football probably either needs to have no playoffs or a 16-team playoff, which I think is probably a bad idea for college football because these kids are going to get hurt, but now we're doing NIL money, so I feel a little different about it. Um, but I think that um, – Florida deserves a shot over Alabama. I think Alabama got the PR bump that Alabama gets. Um, that's kind of my gut. Florida State, sorry. To an extent, I feel bad for Florida State because they did win every game on their schedule. But, Pops, I think if you pulled every single Division One football coach, who would you rather play, Florida State or Alabama? They're going to choose Florida State with their backup quarterback. The, I think the better team for right now probably did get in, but it does feel like they cheated the Florida State guys who – they, all they did was win every game on their schedule, which wasn't a cupcake schedule. They played LSU to start, and they also played Florida in their non-conference. So two Isn't SEC that all schools. you can do? Like, Play who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. But Georgia, Georgia but I'd so, like to where, see Georgia feel, still playing. I mean – I think there were two teams that had a better case than Alabama to me personally. Would you take out Would you take out one of the teams? Who I would take, take out, out Washington, but I've not seen them play. I think, you know – Set out, set out the two under so we can have Alabama schools. and Georgia play. <laughs> I'm, SEC, oh, there might be baby. a riot. SEC, I guess it just means more. It just means more. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome in Texas. Let's go, <laughs> Tony. What do you think? I, I, what do you so, think? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how you. It, so if you're undefeated in a Power Five conference, I don't know if you're going to call them a Power Five conference. I don't know how they're not in the playoffs. So I think the NCAA is or, or this system has got to figure out what they consider power five. If you're going to call it power five, they should be in. On the other other side, if this is truly if if the the playoff whatever committee or whatever they were or person or poobah or whatever he is, if he decided, <laughs> you know, it, it, whatever system he's using, it was very similar to NCAA basketball because they were just using statistics. Uh, Florida State's best win was against LSU. That was their top ranked, as far as ranked opponent, that was their best win. Alabama's best win was against Georgia. Texas' best win is against Alabama. I mean, there's just those, and Alabama beat LSU. So uh, if you're going by statistics, if you're doing it like that, I could see where Texas and Alabama probably end because if you you talked about a 30-0, Furman team versus a 20 and 12 uh, Alabama team in basketball, the Alabama team is going to be ranked higher in the, in the bracket. And it looks like to me, that's what they did, but I just don't think going forward, this system is going to work. If they're going to say a power five conference winner 
undefeated is not in the playoff system. That's well, that's where the that's where the to, conflict comes for to, me. To be fair to the NCAA, though, I don't know that the organization calls these conferences Power Five conferences, okay. right? I think that's mostly a media thing. Am I wrong? I think that's not. I think okay. you're wrong. Yeah. Well, in that case, then I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. If there's a such thing as the Power yeah. Five, but you got to let an Tony, undefeated Power Five team in. This situation. To two things to what you said, Tony. This situation was always bound to happen when you make a four-team playoff five, with yeah. a yeah. power five, so five oh, conferences. Sure. You're all you're you're. They were just this was yeah. inevitable to happen yeah. at some point. The second part, they don't have to worry about next year, Tony, because they moved to the twelve yeah. team next year. So when I think all power five next year, all power five champions get in, and then there's like, I guess there's. The, the highest ranked group of five, and then there's at-large bids. I think, that. like, what does make sense is that the SEC is probably the biggest bloodbath of a conference, and so there probably needs to be a representative from the SEC in there every year. It's just, it doesn't look great. It just doesn't, truly. I, I would say this it's is just, the year, if the SEC didn't have one, this is the year to have it, because I'm I'm concerned Alabama hadn't looked that good. And although they did go beat this Georgia, this is the worst they've well, looked in a while. It's funny, Tony. They didn't have that best out a week of, ago, out or of a week record. before they won the. A week before they beat Georgia, which that is a very impressive win. Maybe as good a win there is on the schedule, but the week before they needed miracle a to miracle beat to beat a not very good Auburn team. Yeah. <laughs> they needed a fourth yeah, down I, miracle, I, I, and they won. So I just I do feel bad for the Florida State guys who are like at the beginning of the year, especially if you're in Power Five, you kind of set I, out. So you win every game on your schedule, you're yeah. in. That's just how it I, I works. Don't, I don't watch a lot of college football. I don't bet any college football because I think it's ridiculous to bet on 22 yeah. and unders. But <laughs> yeah. if you're going to, Agreed. I would have to say that the line of Michigan and Alabama is probably going to be inflated towards Alabama, and I would take Michigan. Yeah. Well, so far I did read to today here? that Ohio <laughs> – or, yes, he is. Hell, he had a Alabama he had a money line, which is right around the SEC <laughs> championship. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the the money line for Alabama is right around plus one hundred or plus one fifty. So it's a very close spread. But the money line of Alabama has been bet more than any other team in the college football playoffs, and I think all of them combined. So all the public money is on Bama to beat Michigan. Well, that's where the public money makes up. For and the I'm kind of with NFL. Tony, like they, yeah. yeah. So we'll see, but yeah, I do. I think, and also I think part of what went into this decision was the committee is, or just in general, I think they're deathly afraid of, we can't have another situation like last year's national championship where TCU got beat 65 to seven to Georgia. They, and if Florida State were to somehow win that first game and they go up against whoever in the in the championship and then we get a blowout, it was like the worst ratings they've ever had yeah, for a and- championship game. So I do think there's a little of them concerned like, you don't need bad football. You're absolutely right. I think the T. I think TCU weighed in on this. That what happened last year of that undefeated team getting there really weighed in on this. But in the point of it though, that's why we wanted the playoffs was because of Boise State. We wanted to see Boise State get crushed. You know? Yeah. We wanted to give them a shot. Well, a good point. Next year they got a shot. Next year we moved to twelve. That's why the NCAA yeah, is like they can make be this decision not to worry team about the setting the just barely out there. Well, but but. But LJ, that's a little different. Yeah. The thirteen team, what? Too yeah. bad. Win yeah, more chances games. Chances are you're you know? not going to win. Team, we probably lost yeah. three games. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps up another week of the Just Press Play podcast. Uncle Tony, I saw you uh, drinking something that looked like a dark liquor in your in your it glass. Is. I got a shout out there? here to my good friends uh, Gus and Lucy and their son Math. Uh, it is 
Math? Math? M-A-T-H? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had that name. So, yeah, he's cool. I'm shocked that Pops didn't name. Yeah, that would have been an accurate name for yeah. me, by the way. Yeah, I thought about long division, but it's awesome. Well, <laughs> LD, we call yeah, him LD. We're here at, LJ. at our house this weekend, uh, staying in town for a little bit. But uh, they got me some of this uh, Papa's Pilar uh, rum. And this is Papa, mm. is Papa Hemingway. So Pilar oh. is, is uh, Ernest Hemingway's boat, the name of his boat. Yeah, Pilar, and this is their the rum that uh, the family, his family rum, and it is a uh, it is a rum blend of multiple rums from uh, Dominican Republic, Florida, Venezuela, Panama, and Barbados. I didn't know Panama had rum, but they do because it's in here. And this Hemingway is awesome. will find it if he's ever in Panama. He will find the rum there. Yeah. That's right. So. <laughs> It, and it's uh, in sherry casks, uh, it's stored in sherry casks, and it's really nice. It's a really dark, very molasses heavy. If you like dark li- liquors, uh, you know, a good solid rye whiskey. I think this is, if, you, if you're a light rum drinker wanting something to hang out by the pool with, this may not be what you're looking for. But if you're looking for flavor, this Papa's Pilar this, rum is great. And thanks you out just there. Just pour into a glass. That's probably that. pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah, it was poured into a glass with some ice and a and a couple of dashes of Angostura bitters, and I'm good. Okay, okay, it's a good one. This weekend I had a very good old fashioned, and it just made me think of. I was like, man, I I need a night where where the Jess Press Playboys are together drinking an old fashioned and and having Ooh, a pie in the live pie. That would be great. That'd be good. Let's talk about the next couple of weeks. There's, there you yeah. go. There you go. There's no telling what would be said on said podcast, but it would be a fun one. I guarantee you that. Uh, Pops, any bougie problems? Could no, we, not you know, a bougie uh, problem. Just but checking y- in. Y- y'all make me think about this. The Panama Canal. Y'all need to look and see what's going on out there. There's a Wait, lot of the, what's there's going some on? problems in the Panama Canal, y'all. <laughs> Give me like a too long didn't read. So there, there's a drought going on in Central America, and so they usually do like 34 to 36 ships a day. They're down to 22 now, and going to go down to 18 ships a day. You've got ships now selling south of South America, going through. You know what is that? The Straits wow. of not the what, Straits of Magellan yeah. Yeah. down there, which is really dangerous. They're having to go around South America because they can't get through the Panama Canal. Why is it dangerous to go through the Straits of huh? Magellan? Well, it's just so far south. I mean, it could even be dangerous. You can't get to the Pacific. It's the end of the if, earth, man. Uh, oh, if you're going to a Pacific port, you go through the Panama Canal. But the, yeah. there's a drought, and they can't get ships across it, and they're only wait. doing like eighteen a day in wait, February. Wow. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Why Why would a drought affect the Panama Canal? Because it's, it goes into a, an inter, uh, a lake that yeah, is Because it has to like lift ships and drop ships. Like yeah, they have to have a lot of extra water. And, and, uh, I would thought the canal, dams, is, I guess. the canal is connected to two oceans. Am I not correct? It is, but there's a lake in the middle. And you you there's a lot Tony. of water on the two. Why can't you just pump that water from the two oceans? You'd have plenty well, of water. Well, because there at sea level, you got to cross over like a. So do you know, like, so the the history of the Panama Canal is many people died digging through mountains to make this thing happen. Like the elevation changes in the Panama Canal alone are pretty wild. So like they need excess water to to deal with that to to flood the the different locks to make sure yeah and this lake is drying up i mean it's it's a problem which sounds like echoes of when the suez canal got blocked yes Um, yes you block you block canals like those are probably the two most important canals in the entire world for commerce i think Um, it is yeah that's a big deal that's interesting i don't know i'm a little concerned about the erie Um, canal uh it'll be fine it's near buffalo right 
They'll catch water in the snow. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> uh, I don't. While Tony's asking, you know, the hard hitting questions, I also have a question of why the hell? I just I'm looking. Why the hell are we? Do we have two games on Monday night next oh, week? We have two games on Monday night. Yes, we do. The Titans yeah. and Dolphins. The Titans and Dolphins and Packers and Giants. So not not even two good games. Like it's what what are we doing? NFL and they start at the same yeah. time. They both started. They just literally knew they didn't have any good games, so they wanted to maximize the number of people that tune in by market oh, wow. share. Also, I want to switch. I want to switch my pick. I want to go Packers minus six and a half. Are you seriously switching your? They're pick? playing Tommy DeVito. No, I'll stick yeah, with our it. Just know my card, my actual card. Line. Wow. Just know my actual card will have Packers minus six and a half. Like nice kicker. Tommy nice DeVito. kicker. Um. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing that. And they're all on ESPN and ABC. Are we going to uh, – looks like a split screen this night, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Did you know uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl is going to also air on Nickelodeon, and it's going to have uh, – it's going to be uh, – Like a kid's Yeah, and I believe the announcers are going to be SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy with Dora and uh, – and what, what, was the, what was the little monkey's name in Dora are, are going to be the sideline reporters. Incredible. I don't know. I don't Incredible. Remember. Swiper. His name is Swiper. LJ is going to be watching yeah, that Yeah, of feed. course. Yeah. It, Swiper was a fox. Wasn't he Swiper well, the, the fox? Was that the sidekick? I never watched Dora. Dora was a little young for me. Okay. Well, this, <laughs> we're out of our I know Spongebob <laughs> is going to be the, the Joe Buck of the Super Bowl. So When is that going to be? Was a super, super, super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah. Have you heard of that? It's a big game they play at the yeah. end of the NFL season. It's usually it's, in February. Yeah. Um, Maybe late closer, January. Kind of inching closer and closer to Valentine's lately. They're going to take yeah. that holiday over, I think. I don't make plans that far ahead. <laughs> Fair. You're a Cowboys fan. Of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will say sayonara. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good ender. <laughs> no, that was good. You're a Cowboys okay, fan. Okay, I do have to tell you something. I did notice my little light was off. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. fix it. Don't worry. I just plugged it in and as it went blue and then went back red. So I'm just <clears throat> letting you know what my... So did it stop recording at any point? It looks like because it went blue. So maybe I got to send you two files. Yeah. So let's just do you and me. We don't have to do everybody. Everybody wants to can, but let's do you and me a clap. So that way we can make sure yours <laughs> gets lined up. All right. Three, two, one. Why <laughs> Tony clap like this? That's why we make him not look. Yeah. Because he looks foolish. Yes. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not sure how I'm going to find both files, but anyway. You no, 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 no. When you, when you send that thing, sometimes it comes with two files. Um, okay. But usually that happens when you, you know, you plug it in and then it stops your recording and you start it again. Well, that's as long as you send like you always do, it'll be fine. Okay. Well, I didn't notice it was unplugged here. <laughs> so y'all were right. <laughs> That'll do it. Chicken man. Then I noticed That'll the do it every time. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Wait, so... LJ, is there a chance he wasn't recording at all? No. Well, no, I, mean, I found that. I think. Well, if his mic, if Audacity thought he was going through the mic. He's not using Audacity. He's using GarageBand, so it's going to function in. a little differently. And as long as he saw the recording okay. throughout most of it, it's I'm not stressed about it. I'm not stressed yeah, about it. Yeah, because he did If you're not stressed, I'm not stressed. He didn't stressed. really say anything anyway, so. <laughs> well, I mean, y'all never <laughs> shut the F up. And, and God, I thought, well, I can't fix it now. So, rock and roll. I saw the light come on, and I saw you go like, and then like we just couldn't deal with it. It was, it was too late. Too late.
like, oh, I missed you. I didn't even see you do any, any emotion. I caught that. I was going to call a T.O., but there was just no time. <laughs> yeah, we left too much time on the clock. I wish, <laughs> I wish we were Brian McCarthy. We were, uh, we were yeah, we McCarthy did. Yeah, coach. coach. <laughs> LJ, are you okay. gonna be in town? All right, so uh, LJ, are you, are you gonna be in town? Is yeah. that right? Me? Yeah, I'm gonna fly in uh, 18th through the 29th, but I'm gonna be in Tyler for most of it. So we need to schedule things if we want to do things. Just don't Flying into Little I'm gonna try to be. Into, no, I'm yeah. flying into Dallas and then getting picked up going to Tyler. But I'll be, I'm, I'm trying to go around, you know, as much as possible, so, like, let's talk. Well, y'all just let me know, because uh, the, the kids are in the, fifth, the week of the 15th, so Cindy and I aren't doing anything for Christmas, so if y'all get together or something, maybe if, if y'all wanted to do something, we could do a Tetracan edition or something, I, I wouldn't mind coming down, but I'd hey, what if I just down to the river. Brought a, a river. What if I brought a bunch of money? Thank you.